Welcome to the Chase Sagum Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Sagum. Today we're going to be talking about my two current favorite growth hacks. Um, I think for the wide audience here, a couple things that I think you guys are going to really like, um, things that you can apply to your career, to your life, to help you solve problems and learn faster. But first, the intro. A good friend and listener of the podcast, Marcia Whedon, shout out to Marcia, uh, gave me some great input on um, on some topics that I think I want to start covering, and today will be the first time uh, we cover this topic, and that's productivity, and specifically a couple productivity or growth hacks, um, growth as in not growth hacking a marketing campaign, but growth hacking you, making you better. Um, I think there's a lot to share here. There's a lot that I'd like to get off my plate and share with you my experiences over the years, what has worked and what has not worked. And maybe to start, what I wanted to do was cover two productivity growth hacks that I'm really high on that I probably utilize the most in my life. I I'd use daily, and, and they've had profound impacts on me in my career uh, as a father, as a husband, and just in personal life in general. These have been a couple of things that have been huge blessings in my life, and I wanted to take a few minutes and share what they are and, and some of the technicalities with how I do them and kind of give you some ins and outs so you can understand and, and hopefully either apply them directly to your life or at least learn from them, maybe make your own tweaks and apply it you know, in a, in a way that, that helps you in, in a way that understands uh, that understands you. So... The first one is something my wife uh, came up with the name. It's called Clean Storming. Um, it's, got, it's kind of a nerdy name. I figured out a couple years ago um, during the pregnancy that my wife was going through where I had to do a lot of uh, mom-type duties around the house. We had a toddler at the time, and we had one on the way. And I found myself in a situation where I could only really work part-time, and I was having to learn how to be a real parent. Uh, for a long time, I had been kind of a disconnected father who spent 14, 15 hours at the office, came home long enough to see my my oldest son for 30 minutes before he went to bed, and, and then I started the next day and never really had a chance to understand what it was like to be in, in my wife's shoes and, you know, what's what it's like to cook and clean and, and do all the things that you need to do for the family, and and clearly a husband is just as capable of doing those things as a wife is, and I had to learn how to do that. Um, and in the process, I, I uncovered a really interesting productivity hack that I want to share with you today. Uh, this is one of the two productivity hacks that, that have been uh, profound in my life uh, recently. So, you know, as many of you deal with, you have problems in business. And in digital marketing for me, and in business in general, I have problems. But in digital marketing, I have tons of problems that I, I am confronted with um, on a daily and weekly basis. Problems where I don't know the answers. And a simple Google search doesn't always provide the answers either. And I have to dig and I have to understand and learn uh, 
have empathy, um, try to connect dots. It's like putting a puzzle together. And it, frankly, it's a pretty fun process, but it's a challenging one. It's a mentally challenging one. And during the same time during my wife's pregnancy, I realized that my brain wasn't solving problems nearly as well at the computer, at the desktop, you know, at my desk in front of a computer. It wasn't solving the problems as well at the computer as it was away from the computer. So I began to try to uncover, okay, how do I, how do I get away from the computer and think about the problems that I'm trying to solve? You know, I could go for a run, I could go work out, I can uh, maybe take a drive up, up the canyon or, or down the freeway or, you know, go, go to some, uh, you know, maybe take my, my son grocery shopping or, you know, you try to get out of the house, try to move around, go on a small vacation. Obviously, vacations are always a great way to, to spark the brain and get new ideas to come in. And then I realized, well, wait a minute, I don't really have time for all these things because I'm trying to run a business and I'm trying to be a mom slash dad at the same time. And I found myself having to do a lot of cleaning, a lot of, a lot of chores around the house. And then it hit me. One day, I had a yellow notepad, a legal pad as we call it, and it had mounted up with problems that needed to be solved. I was getting behind. I was falling behind very badly. Uh, I would write. I found myself writing problems in the form of critical thinking questions. This is a key technical step to what I'm explaining to you, by the way. I would write problems out in the form of critical thinking questions at the top of each page of this yellow legal pad. And the problems were adding up. At one point, I had over 30 different specific problems for myself, for my business, for clients I was trying to serve and consult, um, even for problems around the home, things that I was trying to do as a dad, um, as a husband. And I, these questions were mounting up. And one of the beauties of creativity, one of the ways to spark creativity, and I don't know of a greater way, uh, other than maybe drugs, but I wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't do drugs. But uh, is is to ask and f- to form your problem in the form of a very thoughtful and thought out critical thinking question that you have to answer. And that doesn't have a simple yes or no answer, but is an open-ended question that has open-ended answers. And so I would write these questions out and I needed time to answer them. I knew I had a lot of the answers in my head about how to solve these problems, but just didn't know how to dig them out. And so it dawned on me that I could do two things at once. I could walk and chew gum. In this case, I could clean around the house when it was time to do cleaning, not you know parental things, but actual just cleaning, pop in my headphones, put on my favorite movie soundtrack, and think about the problem on the piece of paper. And this is the thing we call, my wife calls clean storming. She called it clean storming for me because I've been doing it ever since. I do it daily. And it has been an absolute game changer for me and for everyone that I am able to influence and blessed to influence in my life. Um, All my clients, all of the employees who work with me, 
business partners and everyone in between. What I do is when it's time to do the dishes, for example, which I do every night for my wife. And I shouldn't say it's for my wife because it's my duty to do it. Let's be honest. Um, As husbands, we'd probably pat ourselves on the back too much thinking we're doing something for the family when in reality we should be pulling our own weight, right? So what I'll do is if I'm doing laundry, if I'm I'm cleaning, you know, mopping the floor or if I'm cleaning the garage or um, doing the dishes, cleaning bathrooms, what I'll do is I'll have a question on a pad of paper, a legal pad of paper, and my mind will be obsessed with that question until ideas come to paper. So there's a pad of paper and a pen, and I'm doing dishes. I'll just pick on the, that specific tactic just, just for a second. By the way, these are tasks that I don't have to think about. I'm not trying to organize you know, a storage room and have to think logically about where do I want to put this, where do I want to put that. These are repetitive tasks. I've done the dishes a million times, as I'm sure you have. And I don't have to think twice. It's like, it's like driving through green, yellow, and red lights. It's just subconscious at this point. So I've got a pad of paper. And I am obsessed with the question on the paper as I'm doing the dishes. And I've got some good music on, mostly, you know, Hans Zimmer, or um, I've been obsessed with this musical score artist. Uh, what's his name? I, I think I'm saying it right, but it's Ramin Jawadi, the guy who does like the Game of Thrones soundtrack and Westworld. Beautiful music. I'll have that music in my little Apple earbuds. And I'm thinking about the answers to that question. And as they come up, I don't let them store in my brain for very long. The second I have an idea that comes to my mind, I drop what I'm doing and I write out what's coming to my mind on the pad of paper. And then I put the pen back down and I continue until I fill up the piece of paper full of ideas and notes for how to solve the problem. Clean storming. That's what we're calling it. I'd love for you guys to try it. It has been game-changing for me. I have come up with ideas... You know, and it really stems from this, this one, one concept, and that is, is that with good critical thinking questions, you oftentimes have the answers to your complicated technical problems that you're trying to deal with with your business or at home. You most likely already have the answers. And I think we fall into the trap of always trying to look to someone else for answers, whether it be an expert or an advisor, um, or a Google search. You know, we, we go to Quora, and we look for Q&As, and we're trying to see if somebody else can quickly give us the answers to the test. First of all, not as fun. Way more fun to find the answers on your own. Are you the guy that goes into Home Depot, or gal, and asks where, you know, the paintbrushes are? Or are you obsessed with finding it yourself? I love finding answers myself. I learn more that way. And I, I don't know if you relate to this, but I learn more that way. Um, I grasp concepts at a much deaper level. And this clean, clean storming concept has been something that has really revolutionized my, my business, frankly, because as a CEO, and you don't have to be a CEO to be confronted with series of problems that need to be solved every single week in order to grow, your, to grow a business. And creating the space to th- really think about those problems and to answer them 
But to be able to do it in a way that's still productive and helpful for you makes it even more advantageous. You know, um, you've got duties that you are responsible for in your home if, if, you're, if you have a significant other or if you have children or both. Um, or, and, or maybe maybe you're a single guy, but you're, you're you know, serving your community somehow or, or you're trying to help a neighbor with something. Or, you know, there's things that you want to do that are outside of the business, that are outside of work. And these oftentimes, funny enough, just by you getting around, moving around, um, changing up your routine, not being in a business environment, but still thinking about the business problems and how to solve them, I have found that kind of mix-up to be a nice sort of change-up, if you will, that that really brings a lot of clarity to to problems I'm trying to trying to fix and problems I'm trying to solve. So so productivity growth hack number one: clean storming. I would love to hear some of you guys try this out and see if see if it helps you. Um, I'd also you know get to tell my wife that I helped a few people do do uh, specifically men. Uh, do more dishes, and I think uh, that'll win me over in my marriage, if you know what I mean. Um, number two, uh, productivity growth hack number two, and this is the last one I'll share with you today, and then we'll do some more of these in the near future. I like to um, have a hard copy of a book that I'm reading and also purchase the audible version of the same book. And what I do is I read the book the physical version of it, right, while listening to it on Audible at two to two and a half times the speed, depending on the author, or depending on the voice author, I should say, the person who's who's reading the book, because different people have different, you know, tones and, and um, types, of, types of voices and speed, um, tempo, I should say. So reading the book, while listening to it on Audible at two to two and a half times the speed. This growth hack has been incredible for me. Um, I, I get through roughly anywhere between 100 and 125 books a year. And not just any books, books that I've always really, really wanted to read. I'm able to cover books not just about business. I can read his, books on history. I'm a big American history buff. So it gives me time to really read the big, fat, you know, um, team of rivals about Abraham Lincoln or, you know, this ginormous George Washington uh, biography, you know, it, you know the, the famous uh, uh, John Adams biography and papers. Like, I can read all that stuff because I can get through it faster. What I found is it solved, this, this tactic has solved a few things for me. Number one, I used to get, when I would be really tired after a, a long day's work, it, I would find it hard to stay awake, even if I was pounding an energy drink, unfortunately. I would find it hard to stay awake while trying to, to read. And this weird you know, tactic where I'm listening to the book while reading it, all of a sudden forced me to stay along with the, with the reader because it's at two, two to two and a half uh, times the playback speed. And that activity alone doesn't allow me to fall asleep while I'm reading, which is which is fantastic. The other thing is, is on average at two and a, two to two and a half times the speed, I'm consuming the book between 150 to 200 words per minute. So I'm able to get through a book way faster than I normally would. 
uh, at our peak, some if you're a more experienced reader, people at their peak will read roughly 150 words, 125 to 150 words per minute. The problem is, is that we are very rarely at that peak because of fatigue. We get tired. Our eye, our eyes get tired, or maybe our mind gets tired. Um, and this strategy forces you to stay at that peak for the entire duration of your reading. So then the next thing, the third benefit of this that I think you'll really be interested in is retention. So a lot of times you get you know the fear of speed reading or trying to push yourself too quickly through a book is are you really taking the time to consume it, to understand it, to, to retain it? What I found through this strategy was because I was consuming, I, I consumed the literature in two sensory forms, one visually and second audibly through my ears, I'm actually, I've actually found that I'm able to retain the information much greater than I used to when I would just normally read the book in a, in a normal old-fashioned way. So my understanding of, of the literature is deeper. My retention of the things that I want to highlight and understand is deeper. Uh, and I, I can get through books even faster. And w- one of the benefits of getting through books faster, I would argue, isn't just so that you can try to consume more and more books because... I find, by the way, that I'm always behind in the execution of the things that I'm learning in these books. So, you know, if you don't actually give yourself a chance to execute in the real world the things that you're learning, then it's kind of pointless to read so much. I mean, the idea, at least in nonfiction reading, is that you have a place where you can put these ideas into practice, and and that in, in turn helps with retention and all sorts of other other uh, benefactors. So the ability to get through stuff fast isn't necessarily a requirement, but where it's really powerful is that it allows me to take chances and risks on books that maybe I normally wouldn't take a chance on. And that alone makes getting through books faster all, you know, completely worth it. You can take a chance on a book that maybe no one knows about, is certainly not on the New York Times bestseller list. And oftentimes, you'll find absolute gems uh, within within uh, the kind of lower ranks of where books are, are located and, and found. So Audible plus the book at two and a half times the speed. Sometimes you have to come down to two times the speed because some readers um, are, are a little bit uh, a little bit faster in how they communicate. Uh, and, and their tempo of speech. So those are the two, clean storming and audible and book. Let me know uh, if you've got uh, any feedback for me in the near future. If you try these, I would love to get your feedback on how these ideas work for you. Um, and uh, I would also love to get your feedback as well on SoundCloud. If you've got time, let me know what growth hacks, productivity hacks you have found to ga- be game changers in your life. I'd love to hear from you on those and share those with the rest of the community as well. Also, one quick favor. We've got about nine reviews, I think, on Google iTunes, on the iTunes store for the for the podcast. Definitely need your help if you can. If you haven't already, go to iTunes if, if that's where you listen to this podcast and uh, leave a review because we, we're trying to get ranked um, so that so that people uh, can find this podcast and, and uh benefit from it 
um, the same way the rest of us are. So thanks, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Chase Sagan Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud. Also on SoundCloud, you can post uh, any questions or topics you want me to cover for future episodes. And stay tuned for the next one. Thanks.